Take off your sunglasses. Why? So I can see your face. Hi. How'd you pull this duty? Your fugitive murdered two of my friends. I volunteered. You ever make a fugitive arrest before? No, planning to shortly. You have a weapon? Yeah, a big one. How about you? <laughs> you sure you want to get cute with me? This is your intro. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. It's films, it's not TV, Dave. We cannot talk Sanford Son. What a great show. I'm what surprised a great they, didn't show. Ma- they didn't make a movie out of that back in the day. Well, the time is gone for that, but they should have well, done here's that. Here's the crazy thing um, they renewed that show. Lamont quit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they got the neighbor, Julio. Well, they got Grady. Grady just did it for for like two seasons. It oh, was just he? Grady. Yeah, Julio was was there during that whole whole uh well, he was there in He was in from both, the middle. He was there during Fred. He didn't show up for a while, but he was there. <laughs> I loved it cuz he had the same goats that we have. Yeah. And Fred would just be sitting on his couch watching TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he'd look over and the goat would just be in his Yeah, face. I'm not sure it would do well with a remake right now, but you know what it would do well with is if they decided to do that. You know they've been doing that ABC Live thing. Remember they did different strokes uh-uh. in Facts of Life? They, they did different strokes and they had Kevin Hart come in and play uh, Arnold. And oh, they just recast it and did an episode just of it? Like a, just like a live event on like Friday, March 30th, we're going to do. They did... Facts of Life, and on Facts of Life, they brought some of the old people back, but yeah, they brought Jennifer Aniston great. in. They brought a couple different people to play different parts. Mrs. Garrett was played. Is it by, like Saturday Night Live style? Uh, like, well, it or was, was it trying to be more serious. No, it was. They, they did to, a full episode. They did like whole, a full, full episode, thing? but they just had a different cast on it, and like, that's crazy. And they had special guests pop in. Was and it live? Live? Yeah, it was live, like, live, whew. and it was popular. Uh, I mean, we watched it. We watched the Facts of Life. And they played them right after each other. They played the Facts of Life and the Different Strokes one. Now, if they were to do that with San Son, would they would kill it? They would. They could totally do that. If like they, I think they've done the, that with the Jeffersons too. I think Jimmy Kimmel is somehow connected with it because I think he was involved with getting both of them made. But doing live stuff is yeah. crazy. All right, let's get to some movies here. <laughs> uh, how you been? Haven't uh, seen you in uh, about a week or so. Uh, I think I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm okay. Check with me at the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed being Justin. Just uh, finished Time Cop. Uh, and that, uh, that actually, why we're recording this, it hasn't dropped yet because I just, we just recorded it uh, like three days ago, which means I don't have too many movies uh, that I've watched. <laughs> oh, before actually, you get into it, did I tell you my rattlesnake story? Rattlesnake story. No, yeah. I would love to hear a rattlesnake okay. story. <laughs> Dave's got several of them, so, so I'm not I sure. I have a driving range in my yard and I'm injured right now and Isn't I can't. Is that just a field? <laughs> It's, it's a drive range. <laughs> it's a drive range. You, you sure it's not a, a, a runway, a plane runway? Could be that too. You know? could be that too. It goes downhill, so you yeah. better get up quick. Every and day it could be just something different. So it's like 250 yards long. Have you seen my Greyhound track? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll play in, we'll play in Australian rules football next week. <laughs> but um, uh, so I, it, I. 250 yards long, I hit driver, and then most of the balls go into the woods yeah. on the far end. Remember when you come yeah, over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, So... How often do you go in there and grab the two, balls? Twice a year, maybe? Yeah. I pull five or 600 out. Wow. At least. And there, I paid 30 have, cents a piece for them, so it's dollar like dollar amount. It's like reminiscent of going on a wheel of So I'll put my headphones in, and I'll get a shot of whiskey or mm-hmm. something, and I'll go out, wait till it's cooler, but crank my music really loud, and uh, went back there this time. 
and here's the moral of the story. Don't <laughs> use earbuds. Oh. Because you can't yeah. hear oh. you can't hear the rattlesnake. Oh God. Is it how big was it? Um he was here, I'm gonna show you a photo of it. Because you've had this problem several times. I mean, you ran I over killed, one. I killed a seven foot one. I got pictures of that too. I sent you pictures of that. Yeah, they're evil, man. That's. Yeah, I man. got within a foot of him, maybe, yeah. and he's he just, was pretty chill. Just, those who can't see, it's just a a curled up, a, yeah. rattlesnake, big one though. Yeah, like curled I, up. I can zoom in and show you his head later on. It's gigantic. But the crazy thing was, it's not the rattlesnake that you can see. Yeah, it's the rattlesnake you can't. There's another one behind me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a picture of that one. Was there another one behind Oh, yeah. Me? Hell yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, there was two there. And yeah. what'd you do with them? You just killed them I or got rid of them? No, they, I left them. Yeah. They're like an eighth of a mile from the house. It's like Cleavon Little That's from Fletch Lives. Oh, the roaches. Uh, or the uh, the roaches are good. They killed the mosquitoes. I don't kill a whole lot at my farm. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Coral too. snakes, rattlesnakes. Unfortunately, he got to kill possums. We trap them. And the guy that comes and gets the trap, I think he eats them. Oh, well, more power to him then. That's, Better that seems crazy. That's, a, that's the most Florida thing I've heard today. That seems crazy. <laughs> Florida is a crazy place. Do you hear about their, their paying people? I think it just ended, but they were paying people to go to the Everglades and catch pythons. Oh, pythons. They've been doing that for years. Yeah, but this kid, this 15-year-old, I guess, caught like a 15-foot one. But they had just... Uh, Laid eggs? No, it had just ended. Like you were getting money for oh. it, and it just—he missed it by five hours. I bet some little crowdfund for that guy. Yeah, well, he, he was just thrilled to catch it. The Hell video yeah. is great. He, he is like thrilled, and he's holding it with his buddies. Feet. Yeah, the head was massive. The head was like a human head. Like it was like a human size head. Like there's a good chance you lose that fight. Yeah, well, he if had, you're alone. He had four people with him. Oh, okay. so yeah, yeah. Okay. And it, they were. Rooting now, I'm not along. saying he's going to eat you, but. Yeah. catching him like and i'm not for most hunting and i get it if you're gonna eat it if you're I, gonna eat the meat and everything they, well, that's fine, here's the problem they i i love it animals. doesn't know it's an invasive species yeah, yeah. no blame and, blame the asshole who and got it's, it. and he's better than all the other species and i get why they have to kill them because invasive species are not good they're not, they're not good. good i get why they it sucks that they have to do it i couldn't do it no i couldn't do it I'm, but I'm, I'm glad someone lover. is out there doing it. Yeah, like, I'm an animal lover. I'm not an animal killer. I saved a baby bird yesterday. Oh, did you now? Yeah, Same. I think he's. I think he was. I think he's going to die today. But yeah, but he got yesterday. I did my. Well, good here's the crazy thing: is I was feeding him, and we'll get to movie soon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeding him, and I heard his mother. He, I was on the porch. Oh, really? The mother came to the porch, and so what I did is I brought the bird outside, put the cats inside, mm-hmm. put a placemat out, and sat the baby bird on it, and. Walked about 30 yards away. Yeah. I have photos of her coming over and feeding it. Oh, okay. Like with a worm. But it was injured? It was too young. It must have fallen out of the nest. Oh, okay. So, so it was like a couple weeks old. If if I could have fed it and kept it warm long enough, it probably yeah. would have been okay. But I think many, I think, took a chunk out of it. I yeah, well, that's the problem with having outdoor cats, too. Their birds are like, they're, why are you keeping me from that, Dad? I killed oh, five of these today. She stood at the porch and stared in Just, there all afternoon. <laughs> looking at you. Yeah. Just let me out, Dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, well, like I said, I, I've only watched like three movies this week. Still haven't gone to the theater. I, I, I think I bought that Regal Pass at the wrong time because they had like five great movies come up, and now there's like absolute garbage all the way until that Killers of the Flower Moon comes out. I think Maria out. wants me to take her to see Barbara. Barbie. Yeah, I mean, mentioned still, it twice. Still out. You saw it? I have not. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna wait because they've already even announced. I think isn't it streaming already? No, it's not not. not yet. But I think probably around October they're gonna start streaming it. Uh, I but don't like, yeah. I don't like going to the movie theaters they're, at night anymore. 
No, not at night. Uh, but it it'll probably be pretty dead, and at night you'll be pretty clean. And these movie theaters are friggin' nice I now just, too. So. I hate going anywhere at night. Let me clarify. No, I I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I like to be. Uh, I like. I'm well, more home. I'm up. I'm up early, and I'm in the hot sun a yeah. lot of the day. By five o'clock, yeah. I'm drained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Oppenheimer, they keep pushing the time. Now, the, the earliest, if I had gone the first time it started airing, I could have seen it at 10 a.m. Now, starting Monday, it's 1.30 in the afternoon, which means with trailers and everything, you'll be rolling back home at 5 p.m. I mean, which is, I mean, it's fine and everything, but I mean, it's better than nighttime for we sure. We have to go on the weekends because Maria doesn't get out of work. She doesn't get home until like 8 o'clock. On the weekends? No, on the weekdays. Oh, on the weekdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, you would, you and her would definitely have to do that. But like I said, it's going to be streaming somewhat soon anyways. But uh, I don't know who it's going to, if it's going to the Paramount. I don't know who did that. But yeah, so I haven't seen it. But I'm hoping there's, because it's grim when you look ahead at all the movies coming out. There is not a whole lot coming out uh, other than that Killers of the Flower Moon, which I will definitely see. That Scorsese, you're not going to be able to see many more Scorsese you movies need, in the Did you get your tickets for Strays yet? For Strays? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes out this week, and I think the Blue, Blue Beetle's getting the, good reviews uh, too. The part where they ate mushrooms in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. That it, looked like it would be hilarious. Yeah, it probably it, the movie's going to be stupid. It'll be funny, but, but that'll be funny. That's got streaming written all over it. Yeah, I I did just buy. Uh, Red, I've been waiting for Redbox to, and they could make that movie ten times over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But the uh, I've been waiting for Redbox to release movies. I that I can buy because after they've been out for about a month, then you can buy them. So I, I usually hold out and Justin, I know you're listening. I just bought John wick four. haven't watched it yet, uh, which is good anyways, because I'm, I want to review it with you. That's but, the latest one. Uh, the latest one. They just like two days ago, brought it on sale for five ninety nine disc only out of the red box. So I bought that and I bought super Mario brothers because I really enjoyed that too. Uh, so I'll be checking those out, but I watched a movie on, maybe Wednesday that you would absolutely love and it's on Tubi right now and I also have the disc for it it's weird I, I bought the DVD for it but then I saw that is it, it was Contagion? Uh, no it's not Contagion it, you haven't seen uh, I don't think you've seen this movie but it was uh, let me see the date on it I have it written right here maybe you can solve an a, a argument between me and my wife <laughs> she swears we saw it's Contagion who? her and I oh you and her? I don't remember seeing that movie oh really? I think you have seen Contagion I, I'm pretty sure I remember you, uh, us discussing it. Someone with Gwyneth Paltrow dies at the very beginning of the movie. She See, has, I think I would have liked that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which means I would have remembered it. Yeah, and a lot of it is Jude Law walking around yeah. with like the suit on and everything. It's good. It's definitely good. Check it out. I mean, you'll know once you start watching it. If it I put the trailer on, on and I couldn't. Oh, pull one well, scene if you from saw it. the trailer, and you and don't that's what it. I told her. I said, "Listen, even if I forgot that I watched it, as soon as I put a trailer on, yeah." I could tell you whether I've seen yeah, that movie yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. I could tell you whether I've seen that movie in 1978. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, speaking of which, 19 today, August today is August 18th, 19... Uh, oh, well, 50 years ago today, today, which would have been you got this August 18th. What's that? Did you write this fun fact down? No, I just saw it. And it's oh. gonna. I'm going to watch this movie later on. Apparently today is the 50th anniversary of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I did see I did see an article yeah. like a couple weeks ago that it was coming up. Which I'm, I'm glad that I, I saw that today because I can't tell you how many times on... Uh, I'm a big guy that if I uh, if I see that that a movie is... There's an anniversary on it. I was like, oh, I own that. I'll watch it today just to kind of honor it. I So many times I get it like two days afterwards. Hey, it's the anniversary. Like two days ago. I was like, ah, I missed it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, here's a question for you. Maria asked if I knew your favorite movie ever. Mm-hmm. And I told her 
I said it's either Jaws, E.T., or Indiana Jones. No, it's Big Trouble in China, man. What the hell? Is it Big Trouble yeah, in China? Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I, favorite okay. movie of all favorite time. Favorite movie of all time. But okay. if I'm Jaws, gonna, well, I said, and then I said all Jaws three of those probably in their top 10. Uh, yeah, I can tell you my top 10 right now. Uh, but if I'm, I was telling Christina this too. Uh, Big Trouble in China is definitely my top favorite movie. But if I'm in like a company of people who aren't huge movie fans, usually I'll just say Jaws because Jaws is number two. And if, if you, it's, Hard to describe that movie if you're talking to someone yeah, that doesn't that's the watch type that of type of movie. If I say it, I'm, people are like, oh, what's that? And I, then I'm, uh, I don't Russell want movie. the conversation. So usually I'll say Jaws because they're like, oh, I see Jaws. I like Jaws. Yeah, my top 10 is Big Drum Little China, Jaws, Karate Kid, Robocop, Escape from New York, Batman, Back to the Future, Star Wars A New Hope, Aliens, Blade, uh, or Aliens, then E.T. So... They were all, all the ones you said were in my top 10. Right? Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones is not on there until number 15. Okay. That's Raise the Lost Ark, which, uh, yeah, I love all those movies. But yeah, Big Trouble in China is definitely. Well, I was telling her that you watched Jaws every year. At, yeah, uh, on uh, Memorial. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Was it Fourth of July? Yeah. I thought it was Memorial Day. No, because the movie and uh, he says, we're going to okay. have the best summer. That's right. That's right. Fourth of July. Fourth of July <laughs> in Cape Cod. It's already summertime. Oh, yeah. Watch out it's for the been sharks. summertime for a month. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, the movie I watched on Tubi, and maybe we'll do it someday on Tubi, but you should definitely check it out. You would love this movie. Uh, it's called No Man's Land. Have you ever oh, heard I, of that? I did. Hear 1987, that. it stars Charlie Sheen and D.B. Sweeney, and it's all about uh, thieves uh, stealing Porsches. All Porsches, nothing but Porsches. So D.B. Sweeney is an undercover cop at the very beginning of the movie. He's a rookie, and they... Uh, and De- uh, what's his name? Randy Quaid plays the head cop who hires uh, No Man's Land. Weird no Man's name Land. for it, but uh, so is Randy it out Quaid in the hires or something. What's that? Is it out in the Plains State? It's one of the Plains States. No, it's in the city. It's it's, oh, okay. it's in the city. So Randy Quaid hires DB Sweeney. He's a rookie. He doesn't have all the shit that most cops have. So he's going to use him him being green as this going to work. And he's like, I want you to get close. You're, he's also a mechanic on his spare time. So it works. He's like, I want you to work at this garage that is we think is connected with a chop shop and everything and get real friendly with them and then you'll give us all the information you, you come up with. Uh, R.D. Call is kind of one of the real bad guys in the movie. He's the guy from State of Grace that was Ed Harris's right-hand oh, right man. man. Yeah, yeah. He looks Russian. Yeah, he kind of looks has that kind of Russian-y look to him. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of great movies, though. And so he's the bad guy. And this is came out the same year as Wall Street. Uh, so Chuck Sheen looks just like he does in that. Probably one of my favorite Charles, uh, Charlie Sheen movies. In fact, he is so charismatic and likable in this movie. You're like, who I want to be his best he, friend. He, who does he play in the movie? In the movie, he plays one of he plays the head, basically the head of the the uh, the Porsche stealing ring. He's on the bad. He's, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's okay. the bad guy. He's the one he's supposed to get close to. And they become like best friends and he even dates. It's very similar. You don't, I didn't realize it until I was reading the trivia and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is very similar. It's almost exactly like Point Break because he gets in there with the crew and then he ends up dating D, uh, Charlie Sheen's sister. I mean, it sounds exactly like the state of grace. 
uh, a little he, he state gets of grace. In there and he, dates he gets his in there, and, sister. Yeah, but he was already connected with that group. He was friends with those from the past. That's even a shittier thing to do because he's. Going I don't after, know why he would have done that. I he's thought, going like, after his last, old friends. I watched that movie a lot. Like, I mean, it's once like you, a year. It's like you going back and uh, being yeah, uh, John Christian's friend. Yeah, yeah, John Christian's friend, and then arrested him <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But it was awesome. They're just walking around town, and you get to steal stealing Porsches and, and how many car Porsches is there in Shitloads. This was '87, so it was like oh, Porsche man. heavy, big time. It was one of my favorite cars. And oh my god, well you would love this movie. And it it goes exactly how you want it to go. And uh, in sixty seconds. It, it, yeah, it's great. It's a really really good. It made my very good list. Now two other movies that I watched this week, and I watched number two before one, uh, mainly because I own number two, and I didn't think it had really. I think you could watch them out of order. And it was the Italian horror movie Demons Two. I'm sure you can watch them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it. <laughs> I went right after I watched number two. I went back and watched number one because I realized it was on Pluto for free, uh, and Pluto is already a free service. And it's Dario Gento was the producer of it, but he didn't direct it, which I think actually helped it because Dario Gento gets up his own ass uh, there for a while. And I heard an interview with him once, and he was like, "You know, I, I have these dreams at night, and in the morning I write them down." And then I he, he just basically admits that he doesn't he knows his scripts don't make any sense, and he's very David Lynchy. He's kind of the the horror version of david lynch it's all about colors and yeah. uh, in mood and everything if you ever seen suspiria you know what i'm I mean, talking about I there's think, a story there i but... think in 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 film school like yeah. <laughs> they'll divide things up into commercial projects art projects yeah and they i that always just reminds me of like film school stuff yeah but uh, Lamberto Bava is the director of Demons One and Two, and like I said, the Italians Dario and Genta, the Japanese do a lot of oh, and they're like good. I'm telling you, type this film. was like when we check the years. Oh, Demons One was '85. Is Demons sub- Two is '86. Nope, it's uh, it's English, uh, not dubbed. Uh, which is great. It was originally in English. Yeah, ri- originally okay. in English, which is strange, but it was really fan. The was first it an one. American market movie? Uh, yeah, I think it came out here okay. and everything, but the, it was definitely made in Italy. And uh, man, the special effects and makeup would rival current day stuff. Really? It was insane. Yeah. Like, I am so glad I watched. I told Eric, because Eric's a fan of it, and I said, I'm so glad I watched this at 47, because if I watched this when I was 10, it really would have fucked me up, because it was some scary ass really? shit that. Uh, when these people, and the first one, the the super simple. The first one, there was a, uh, yeah, I'll go first and then second. The first one took place at a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, was it the, I'm, I'm confusing the two. The first one took place at a movie theater. At the very beginning of the movie, someone was going around and handing tickets out to people. And when they showed up, they watched a horror movie. And then, uh, but something, someone at, in the lobby tried on this, uh, ancient mask that they weren't supposed to try on and it cut their face and as they're watching the movie somebody did the same thing they put a mask on it cut their face and they became a demon and then she became a demon in the movie theater and basically uh she became a demon and then she turned another person a demon and all of a sudden it's a group of people trying to survive in a movie theater they can't get out and the second one dealt with almost the same thing happened but it was at a birthday party in a high rise really reminded me of Evil Dead Rise but this is all I about the, I love those one location oh, and this was so good the way they turned people uh, one of the grossest things they did is, is they would they would be like really uh, 
reaving and screaming and everything and pus would be coming out of their face and you could see their face breaking apart but their teeth they would open their mouth and these effects looked real they looked real i don't know how the hell their eyes look great and their teeth look great but they're as they were turning into demons, they showed their teeth pop out of their mouth and other teeth came up underneath them with like sharp, like, if you ever seen a lot of the Italian, the teeth are crazy. They're like, they're like all over the place. Like Nosferatu? Yeah, they're almost, except the whole mouth is full of them, not yeah. just those front two. And it was bloody and gory and nasty. And uh, I think one of them got an NC-17 rating just because of the uh, the blood and the guts and the nastiness involved with it. I loved it. I had a whole lot of fun. And I didn't go in it with uh, high hopes. I was like, I'll watch it. I, I, I own it. I bought it like it was part of that uh, stack of 300 movies that I'm trying to work my way through. And so I put number two in and I was like, oh my God. And then I read that most people didn't like two. They liked one. And I was like, well, I love two. If I love two, I'm going to love one. I still think I love two better. I, I loved it at the party and everything. And then they're just trying to get uh, down to the first floor. And the whole ending was all in the parking garage, which really reminded me of Evil Dead Rise because that's kind of what happens in Evil Dead Rise. It happens upstairs and then it works all the way down into the basement at the parking garage. Uh, so I couldn't recommend if you're a horror fan out there, check out Demons 1 and 2. Man, they were really good. I don't think a lot of, uh, because I'm a pretty big horror fan and it was one of the ones that kind of overlooked me. They must not have played them much on HBO because if they did, I would have seen them. But I've seen images of from over the years. I knew what they were for sure. But uh, yeah, Lamberto Bava, he like uh, killed it with those movies. And like I said, I, th- I think it's better that Argento uh, only produced it. The first one, the first, no, the second one, uh, Asia your dad, was in. Your daughter's going to kill Anthony Bourdain. Well, Asia was in it, and I, I was like, I don't even, I can't see who she is. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, she's 10. I was like, I'm looking for a little kid. I'm looking for an adult. I'm yeah. like, where's Asia Argento? <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's 10. And she's like this cute little 10-year-old. You could see that she would grow up. And I loved her in uh, Land of the Dead. She was one of my favorite things from that Land of the Dead movie, uh, the later George Romero zombie movie. Uh, yeah, How she obviously she, has a... She, fucked with Bourdain so hard. Yeah, I don't know anything about that story, but she I know she disappeared. I mean, she's not in the public limelight anymore. She's probably just an Italy doing her thing, but but yeah, I loved them, so check those out. Uh, but that's basically all the movies I've seen this week. Uh, but this week, this week we're going to talk about a really good one. This week we're going to be talking about 1998's U.S. Marshals. Now, I'm a huge fan of Fugitive. I continued with that list that I was reading I earlier. Uh, I did too. That's weird. I just watched them both. Yeah, I just bought when I knew I was going to watch U.S. Marshals. I didn't need to watch Fugitive. Fugitive is on Tubi, but it's leaving soon. Yeah, uh, I've seen Fugitive so many times. Yeah, I certainly didn't I need to watch it. it, but I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. If you if you go back and listen to our, it's one of our first ten episodes when we did the. Ever? Uh, uh, yeah, like Fascinated with Films episode like 10 or something when we were doing 90s thriller. Mm-hmm. And I think we had Andy on and we all picked The Fugitive for our top one. And I remember instead of all picking different number ones, we all picked The Fugitive and we talked about The Fugitive because we loved it that much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the best movies of the 90s. I mean, really, if you're a movie fan and you're talking action or thriller movie, it, it, it'd be weird if Fugitive 7... And Silence of the Lambs aren't on that list at the top. I mean, those are probably three of the top thriller movies of the 90s. They're just incredible. Silence of the Lambs, for sure. Seven, for sure. Seven, for yeah. sure. Fugitive. I mean, Fugitive, the, for yeah. sure. There's, there's plenty of them you could list on there. Fight Club. Like a top five. Fight Club still is kind of, I think it's late 90s. That might be 98. I would pick... 12 monkeys over Fight Club, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. 90s were a great year. I'm, I'm loving that 90s I, is popular. I joked with Marie popular last night. I said 1993. That's when all the good, 
That's where all the good movies. All came the good movies. This is what this movie is. Right? Oh uh, yeah, that's no, right. no, this Fugitive. is ninety eight. Yeah, Fugitive. Fugitive was ninety three. Uh, but yeah, Fugitive. If you haven't seen the Fugitive, check it out. Jesus and. I'm so thrilled. I would have taken four or five of these movies. I'm surprised they didn't. Tommy Lee Jones must have wanted to branch out and do something else. And there were a lot of notes on that this. That was a good that character were, that for were him, very, though, man. Yeah, the Gerard. I don't know why, because it fit his personality. Yep. To It was probably him. He's it, definitely too old to be doing it now. Oh, of but back in the day, they should have came out with a Gerard. Just called it Gerard. Yeah. And I'm sure they could have been pitched that idea. Oh, times. yeah, yeah. Probably for sure. And he probably should have taken it. There's so many of those things that... Actors probably wish they had done, and now they've just gotten too old for it. Or, director, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. All right, I'm good. <laughs> but let's talk U.S. Marshals. Why don't you give us a quick little uh, kind of synopsis for it, and then I'll go into the cast here, the cast and the crew. And there's some really good trivia on this movie, too, that I'll talk about. Uh, Wesley Snipes is a cab driver with his girl. She works at a coffee shop. Yep. Um, something happens, and he gets in an accident, and they run his prints yep. and find out that he's got a fugitive warrant to uh, stand trial for the murder of two undercover officers from the Justice Department or something. Yeah. So Gerard shows up. He's the transport. Yep. And yeah, and, let's, and they got a bigger budget this time because of a bigger the trains. Budget. Screw trains. Instead of trains, we're doing planes. We're doing planes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. That's good enough uh, for now. But there, That wasn't the art. For, for me, there's the two major scenes in this. The plane scene and the cemetery scene that leads into the apartment complex scene. Yeah. Uh, those, those are the big moments in the movie and obviously the ending too. But it was really well done. So the cast here. And a lot of people you'd recognize on this, a lot of people you won't. I just want to go through and talk about some of their past movies and put in perspective where this was in their career. So obviously Tommy Lee Jones, and Tommy Lee Jones won the Oscar for The Fugitive. Uh, really big thing for him. And uh, I remember I remember watching the Oscars, and he was doing that Cobb movie at the time, so he had shaved his head. So I remember him, Which wa- uh, you know, the Ty Cobb. He he played Ty Cobb in like a oh, biop pip. Really? Uh, and you have to, I don't think I ever saw it. And when he came up, I guess he shaved his head for the role, and he came up to the mic, and he's like, before he even said anything, I just wanted to let everyone know. I am not bald. <laughs> and that's how he started his Oscar exception speech. <laughs> I thought it was really hilarious. Uh, so Tommy Lee Jones, one of the first things he ever did was one of the first Two B Tuesdays we did, which was that Rolling Thunder. And I loved him in that Rolling Thunder, that really great William Devane movie where William Devane lost his hand and he had a hook and it was a big revenge story. Yeah. And they had that big scene where Tommy Lee Jones at the end, it was like, yep, let me get my gear. And he goes <laughs> out and he hunts with him. So just to give you a list of some of his movies that came up uh, before U.S. Marshals and The Fugitive. So he did Rolling Thunder. He did Eyes of Laura Mars, which is a great horror movie that I really I loved that. with Faye Dunaway. Really good. Uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Loved Coal Miner's Saw Daughter. That. He was really good Long with Sissy Spacek. 25 years ago. Black <laughs> Moon Rising. I just recently watched yeah. that with Linda uh, Hamilton. She was really good. The Package. I love The Package. Package is great. That's a great movie that nobody knows. Nobody knows And he the plays package. The Prisoner, which is yeah. kind of crazy. He, he played great. It was Gene Hackman hunting him. And he was like... There was a lot of movies in his early career where he played the villain. Now he doesn't do that at all. I would love to see him do that now as an old guy, play like a serial killer that's caught later in life or something like, like that. He's like, I got I got brand recognition. I need yeah, to. yeah. I mean, what is he like? He's got to be 80, True. 85 I probably. I didn't even quite know if he was still alive, wow. to be honest with you. Uh, so he did the package. Uh, JFK, Under Siege, still playing JFK a bad guy. JFK was one of his greatest roles because you would never know he could go that way. Yeah, yeah. Especially I, in the... Scenes where they were like, Joe Pesci had him on all fours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a leash. 
<laughs> this is still when he was like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Now I can't she, picture him doing yeah, that now. Try to get him to do that around like No Country for Old Men style. Yeah, I'm not getting on my knees for that. Uh, but then he did Under Siege, arguably the best, yep. uh, one of the best Seagal movies, and he was a great villain. Then he did Fugitive. Fugitive he was such a great villain. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh. Fugitive was the first movie where he was like, oh, this guy could be a complete leading man now, and he could like hold a movie on his own. And he was older, too, probably. I guess he didn't point. stop being a villain after that, because the movie, the next movie, and I saw it in the theater with Eric, and I really loved it, was Blown Away, okay. uh, where he played with Jeff Bridges. Yep. He was the uh, IRA terrorist who was just building bombs. Oh, okay. And setting them off really really good uh he did the client uh natural born killers he was the crazy ass in that yeah, movie. he was like the, the warden yeah. yeah he was a crazy warden in that movie then he did batman forever so he, he he still had his chops he was being crazy for a while because that was a crazy ass character yeah. didn't hate it um, i just like reading about how him and jim carrey hated each other yeah that's great like, uh, i've heard you ever get on Quora? no what's that it's a it's like a people ask questions oh it's like and reddit pe- Type thing. I don't know. I've read it, but yeah, it, people will come out and say, "What is it like to go to prison?" And then ex-prisoners will interesting. Will, will, and it's really fascinating. Yeah. And then once you look at it more, they'll send you um, like things you're interested in. If they notice that you clicked a lot on, they do a lot of movie set type things. If you did movie questions. Who's worked on movies? They'll people will just go on and say, "I used to work." Who did they say? What was I reading yesterday? Um, Tommy Little Jones. He was like, "Well, that was my question." A lot of people say he's an asshole. Yeah, I've heard that. I listen to a pod, uh, one of my Patreon pods. I listen to. We can uh, we see uh, we'll see in hell. Great horror movie pod and everything. But those guys are both in the industry, and they reveal who the asshole yeah, and who the monsters are. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to, to hear be, it. If you're an asshole, behind it's the crazy. Scenes, some of the people that I want you, to know that some of the people they talk about, you're like you would have no clue. Like I wouldn't give a shit about Rick Moranis if I didn't know how cool he was. Yeah. Like, uh, like I would, like Bill Murray is a notorious prick. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's I, just, I enjoy his antics sometimes, yeah. but he you can't treat people like shit. Yeah. I mean, that's just what don't comes treat people to. like shit. I get it. They're going to catch you at a bad time. Yeah. But anyways, this guy was like, I, he was the most vile, despicable man I've ever met. Wow. And I worked on four films with him and he said, and people then just I just get that way with he's like, and then I met, uh, Woody Allen and Woody Allen was one of the nicest, gracious men I ever yeah. met. Yeah. And he's like. I don't know about his personal And his life. conflicting stories. You might catch people at the wrong time because uh, apparently Alec Baldwin is one of the notorious assholes on yeah. 30 Rock. People hated him on 30 Rock. But I can believe that. Uh, but there are other people who worked with him and said, hey, he's a consulate professional. I never had a problem with him. So it, it just depends where you, you... That's the problem. If you're going to be in the industry, it, it's not a hard thing. Just be a nice, decent person. It's, it's all perception. And th- there's enough Woody Harrelsons up there that are like everyone says, oh, he's a sweet-ass guy. Keanu Reeves. I mean, why... Why be a Bill Murray when you can be a Keanu Reeves? It doesn't take much more effort to it. I mean, I think it's just maybe he's naturally a nice guy. It just I, it's probably he hasn't more been, it. And he hasn't been beaten down by the the industry sucks, people. The industry is and a horrible. I tell you what, and I I can't attest to this, but I can imagine fame and fortune oh. is a motherfucker. Yeah, it ruins you. Like ruins you. If I ever won the Powerball, I don't know if I would tell anybody. I might even set up a trust and give myself a a little bit of money, yeah. and then just. Have a great life, yep. but don't have like a three airplanes, and that just is problems. No, it, it really so, is. So celebrities, they they're, they have that wealth, and they have like all the famous. Yeah. So after Batman Forever, he did Volcano, which I hated. I just rewatched that. Yeah. I, I watched it for the it's first time. Oh, it's a bad movie. It's bad not movie. His fault, uh, but then he kicked right back with Men in Black, and Men in Black really I mean, that kind of revitalized his career. Everybody younger. 
Well, that's true because the last ones before it, he was he was he was great in The Fugitive, and then he slipped a little bit in some of his movies, and he came back strong with Men in Black, and then right after Men in Black, he did U.S. Marshals, and then I didn't continue with anything after that. But we know where his career went from that, and he he did some great stuff. He won for No Country for Old Men. I don't think he won for it. He, he might have been nominated. Might have been. Uh, now, Wesley Snipes. Now, Wesley Snipes, we've been watching since early in his career. Like, the first two movies I have on the list, he was so small in it that it might even have been uncredited, but he was in it. So he was in Wildcats, was that football movie with Goldie Hawn. Then he went and did Critical Condition, which I love, but I do not remember Wesley Snipes in it. So he must have played, he must like, have been one, I think he was, like, the, one of the ambulance the drivers or something Maybe. like that. But then he did Major League. And when he, he did Major League, Willie Mays Hayes here. Run, Run like, like Mays, hit like Hayes. Uh, or maybe <laughs> the opposite. Like shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line after yeah. that. <laughs> I love Major League. I've owned Major League 2 and haven't watched it yet. Justin recommended it to me. Uh, and I still haven't watched Who's it. Who's not uh, in that one? Uh, All the big ones? Barringer's probably still in it. Bar- I think Barringer's in it. I think Charlie Sheen's in it. Oh, I, Charlie and Sheen's I, in it. And I think... Uh, Renee Russo? Uh, I don't know if she's in it. I think... Uh, I Corbin Burnson. I think Corbin Burnson's still in it. So I, I definitely need to watch. Yeah, early on with her. She looks fabulous still. Can Unbelievable. <laughs> if you watch her in the Thor movies, dude, that, that were just done a couple of years ago, Renee Russo doesn't look like she's aged a bit. So after Major League... he's the one that... The, what's that? The, the guy that was sacrificing the chicken... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He went on the, to be the, the state, president. Oh, the State Farm guy? Or 20, is that what it is? No, from 24. He's yeah, the yeah, but he was like uh, Allstate. He was like yeah. the Allstate spokesman for years. He's a voice actor, too. Oh, he's great. So let's continue with Wesley Snipes. So I'm just going to do a list here. King of New York, New Jack City, Jungle Love, White Men Can't Jump, Passenger 57, Boiling Point, Rising Sun, one of my, uh, it's on my top 100. Uh, Demolition Man, loved it. Drop Zone, loved it. Tu Wong Fu, I love Tu Wong Fu. Is it in the drag one? Yeah, it's the, yeah. with Patrick Swayze and John Lacazama. I love that movie. Money Train, loved Money Train. Money Train was The good. Fan, the fan was decent. Then he started slipping here. He did the fan murder. He got, this is, I bet, where he started IRS troubles. Yeah, yeah. He went to <laughs> yeah. prison, you forget. Oh, yeah. He was there for a while, too. Like three years, yeah. I think, yeah. That, that's, for a high-level celebrity to yeah. go to jail for three years. Pay your years, taxes, people. Pay your taxes. They will do, you, my, they just let Michael Jackson slip out the Marine. Oh, yeah. So, Murder at 1600, which I watched in the theater, and it was like, eh. But then he did U.S. Marshals, and he was like, oh, Wesley's back. And then he did Blade, and then, oh, man. Blade, it was, was, it was, Blade was a major turning point in his career. All right, now talking about people that had a rough, uh, a rough run of it, we're going to mention Robert Downey Jr. here, and I'm not a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. There's several movies I'm going to mention here that I am fans of the movie, but I've never been a really big Robert Downey Jr. fan, to be honest with you. I loved him in uh, Zodiac, and but... The problem with Robert Downey Jr. is... He's that's, a caricature that's, of himself. That's, sort of. Well, that's who you're getting. Robert Downey Jr. is like very one note. You yeah. only get one thing from him, and in my I, mind, you can replace him with somebody better in like a split Put second. a Billy Zane in there. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's a not? weird one to throw out there. but uh, So, Robert Downey Jr. movies... Uh, and he was fucked up in U.S. Marshals. This was ripe in his, 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 his drug, coke and drug years. Was there's, there's stories like, that I'll mention in the trivia okay. about him. But uh, so he started out in weird science. Did they have to hold someone under the shower to to, <laughs> to, to, to make their hangover go away. Well, so he could drive alcohol, them back to the set. If it was just alcohol, that would be. I've done that. <laughs> I don't think it was just alcohol. Uh, so, the list of Robert Downey Jr. movies. Weird Science, Back to School, The Pickup Artist, Less Than J- Zero, Johnny Be Good, 
chances are these were all like eh, okay air america i liked him in air right. america air america was a good movie soap dish it, i i liked him in soap dish because it he was just a face in the crowd he wasn't like trying to be a leading guy in it then he did chaplain which he got a, i didn't care for chaplain but he it. got a lot of good recognition for it i saw it in the theater uh then he did natural bone killers which i thought he was good and, and then he Ooh, had a he was great in that movie yeah Clooney about the oh yeah the uh uh, good night and good luck. Good night and yeah. good luck. Yeah, later in his career, he started doing it, and I think I think I mean, he's, he's gonna, in one of my favorite movies. He's he's not going to complain because the Marvel movies made him so much money. But man, I think he wasted a lot of time in his later career where he could have been making better movies. He made than, a bunch of money. Though. Oh man, it, it's uh, cemented him as one of the biggest uh, money makers in the world after Iron Man. And, and then I couldn't even imagine what he made, what his paycheck was for the o- for the end game. The only thing that people with a lot of money want is more money. More money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and the more they get, the more they want. So yeah, then he after Natural Born Killers, he did a few, and then he kind of went into his drug periods. Like people might not know, his dad Robert Downey is a very famous actor too. So he he's always had money. He came come came from money. So uh, you would think he would cho- pick and choose his stuff a little bit better. But in his early career, he did what he did. But some other people who are returned these three next three people are returned people from the fugitive and i'm glad they brought them back they brought most of the crew back they got it they recast the the black girl as a mm. different actress but other than that everyone is the same so we got joey pants always been a joey pants i mean fan. he's the comedic uh, he's the he's the com- him and daniel robach him and daniel robach are yeah. the big uh comedic the with the yeah yeah uh, who is now uh who just did one of my favorite movies, The Munsters. He played Grandpa Munster in, Dude, uh, did he? in that. He was awesome in it. Awesome. If you haven't seen The Munsters movie, check out The Munsters movie, man. I love it. If you're an old school fan, a lot of people hate it. I'll warn you. Did it yeah, make fun? Don't, don't be texting me and said, Paul, you're full of shit. You said it was great. A lot of people didn't love it. Me and Eric. It's one of Eric's favorite movies of all time. One thing that came out that I heard that uh, he was having problems with the studio. Oh, really? And He's a huge Munsters fan. Just let him do his fucking thing, man. And so... He like originally was like wrestling with going black and white with the movie. Yeah, and he I didn't see it. But yeah. he, no, he the said color he the, was great. Yeah, he went the other direction. Yeah, with it. color was great in that movie. It was like a Tim Burton movie yeah. almost color wise. Like I think he did that to f with the studio. Yeah, because they wouldn't let him do full black and white. So he went hyper color. So if you're not familiar with Joey Pants, you should, well, it, you, you could be. you could type in <laughs> Joey Pants, it would actually come up. But most people, his his real name is Joey Pantoliano, but rightly so, he came up with a nickname that just stuck, and everyone calls him Joey Pants. Even even mom calls him Joey Pants. He had a big mom loves him because he had a he big calls himself Joey. Pants. Uh, mom loves him because of the Sopranos. She he was he, in he was in the Sopranos for like one season or something. Okay. Uh, but. I just rewatched his first movie, which I loved, which was Risky Business. My God, he was great in Risky yeah. Business. He was so good as that pimp who was yeah. selling Tom Cruise's uh-huh. shit back in the back of the truck at the end of the movie. I, like I forgot how great Risky Business is. If you haven't watched in a while, rewatch it. He didn't lose. Who's this? He was the bad guy, but didn't he get paid? No, he, he, he made he out. He made out he's, perfect. He's the pimp with the heart of gold, apparently. Uh, so... He, this is his list of movies people might be familiar with. Him. Risky Business, The Goonies, Great as one of the Fatelli brothers, Running Scared. I loved him in Running Scared. Uh, Midnight Run, my God. It, his, his, I'm going to shoot him in the head and drop him in the fucking swamp. <laughs> uh, short Time, loved him in Short Time. Very hard movie to find. Uh, Dabney Coleman, great one. He was in The Fugitive. He was in Bad Boys as like the chief of police. Then he did a surprise movie, which me and Dave are big fans of, was Bound. He was so oh, yeah. good in Bound as the low-level kind of uh, mobster. gangster mobster. Love it. If you haven't seen Bond, uh, Bound, it's the Wachowskis' first movie before he they went on to do Matrix. Oh, 
so good. There's those good those girls fucked him yeah. over so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, if you like to see that type of thing, oh, it's so fun. Then he did U.S. Marshals, and then he had a kind of a revitalization of his career when he did Matrix. Uh, and he was great in that. So we had mentioned Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Roebuck has been in several movies that I really loved. His first movie he did uh, really stuck with me and Eric. We watched it one night. And it was The River's Edge. And it was the, he killed his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. And at the very beginning of the movie, I don't think they show the death of her. He's already like sitting on the side of like a hill and her dead body's behind him. And he's telling his friends, I killed her. And okay. the, the whole movie is basically the friends coming together crying because they lost their friend. Isn't this, didn't they party? That, like it was a party spot where he killed her? Yeah, I think so. Like in the, they had in the gone the, there several times before. Yep, yep. And he, okay, I saw. He got angry and just killed her. And it was, it was a, it's a pretty rough your, movie to watch, your spouse but it, your it's a very good movie with Keanu Reeves and a whole bunch of different people. Uh, then he went on, he did Project X, the uh, the chimp movie, Disorganized Crime. I loved him in Disorganized Crime. He was uh, Ed O'Neill's partner. He lost his pants? No, uh, Ed O'Neill lost his pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, a, li- a little hot, the fucking kitchen's burned down, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, then he went and did The Fugitive. He did Money Talks, U.S. Marshals, Final Destination, We Were Soldiers, Baba Hotep. Then he got in with Zombie. So he did a bunch of zombie movies. He did uh, The Devil's Rejects. Uh, He's been working. He did The Monsters. Well, here's a big thing I got at the list. After The Monsters. So the Monsters just came out like two years ago. Right now, he has 30 upcoming projects on IMDb. What? 30, 30 upcoming projects. Like a tuna commercial? So clearly, like... if you're an independent filmmaker, get a hold of Daniel Robo because he clearly He's... does not turn shit down. Yeah. <laughs> he, there... There is need of a yes or no column yeah. on, the, on the questionnaire. Now, the only other guy on here I have is Tom Wood, who was the guy who had the ponytail in, the, in Fugitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. let him give you any shit about your ponytail. <laughs> it was really good in this. And obviously, we're going to be spoiling a lot of the stuff in this movie. And he was one of the tragic kind of things that happened at the end of uh, U.S. Marshals. But he was uh, he was good. He was I hadn't recognized him from a whole lot of stuff. But I, I need to go back and look for him because I love all the other movies he was in. He was in Avalon, Under Siege, The Fugitive, Apollo 13. He was in Apollo 13. Yeah, Couldn't he tell was you. one of the... He, he was in the ground crew. In the ground crew? Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, then he was did U.S. Marshals, and U.S. Marshals was his last film. He hasn't really done anything after U.S. Marshals. Apparently, when he, he died he died in the movie, he thought he died in real life. Maybe he died in real life. Is he still <laughs> I don't alive? think he did. No, he's still alive. So the crew, they did not bring back uh, Andrew Davis. The director? The director of number one. I mean, one. this is like... This one had a lot of action in it. This one we didn't, well, so Andrew Davis get, is definitely uh, famous for doing a lot of action. He could have done had a lot of long tracking shots, chasing oh, through yeah. crowds and stuff, but not like I don't mind them changing directors for sequels because it brings a different like this. brings a different flavor to it for sure. So Scott Baird was the director, very capable. I'll list his name, his list of movies, and you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! I should know Scott Baird by name because we we know John Carpenter, we know all these uh, Stanley Kubrick and all these things." Listen to the movies Scott Baird did. So Executive Decision, U.S. Marshals, Star Trek Nemesis. Oh wait, that's what's going on here. So those are the only three director, but he is a really famous editor. I was looking at these movies and I was like, holy shit. I just realized he was the editor on a lot of these. So the only ones he was a director on was his executive decision, U.S. Marshals, Star Trek Nemesis. As an editor, he did The Omen, The Original Superman, Lady Hawk, Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. So he was a Richard Donner guy. So he clearly. was a He was clearly a Richard Donner a... guy because those are all so Richard Donner So he graduated movies. to directing. Like... For sure. But the first five movies he edited were all Richard Donner movies. Uh, then he did Grills in the Mist, Die Hard 2, uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, The Last Boy Scout, Demolition Man, Maverick, Casino Royale, Skyfall, Tomb Raider. I How mean, the fuck would you ever want to be a director? I know. Maybe that's why he stopped. If because you're a great editor. 
because after Nemesis, he didn't do anything else. And it, I think he was like, I'm tired of all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Just hand me my film and let me make you for sure a movie. <laughs> so the the writer of this is John Progue, or Pog, P-O-G-U-E. He was the writer for U.S. Marshals, Skulls, Rollerball, Ghost Ship, and Quarantine 2. Never saw Ghost Quarantine 2. had a... Oh. Awesome opening scene. I just saw that on Facebook. It was weird. I saw a meme with the the captain with that line on across his neck when yeah. his, his head got decapitated. And it says, can we all just agree that Ghost Ship has the best opening ever? Yeah. So that's funny that you just mentioned that. I uh, didn't see that story, but I would have. The movie it, sucked. I thought it was. I don't a, think the movie was great either. But, but the opening was the good. The opening scene was great. But it was, uh, when I watched it, I thought it was a complete ripoff of Event Horizon. I was like, this is just Event Horizon, man. The whole fucking thing was Event Horizon. I was like, if I want to watch Ghost Ship, just watch Event Horizon. Uh, or both or both do that some people love ghost ships so I'm not gonna knock it so the cinematographer on this was Andritz Bar oh damn that's a hard name Barkowak Barkowak sure so he was he looked like he did it's it's crazy when a lot of these guys like I said Stuart Baird had been a Richard Donner guy this guy is clearly a Sidney Lament guy so he was a cinematographer on some of my Sidney Lament you're coming in at a higher oh yeah budget level oh for sure Richard Donner uh well I don't Maybe know after Superman I mean Superman he had a huge budget he didn't have a huge budget on the did he Omen. Do Total Recall no Total well that was Verhoeven Verhoeven yeah and uh, but this guy who did the cinematographer Richard for, Donner for he Lament, did uh, did Goonies did Lethal Weapon the ones Lethal I mentioned one. yeah the Lethal Weapon films okay I mean he's he's a heavyweight too so he, the cinematographer uh, that he worked with Sidney Lumet he was a cinematographer on Prince of the City Death Trap Verdict. All Sydney Lemon movies. Terms Verdict of Endearment, Princey's Honor, Nuts, Twins, Family Business, also Sydney Lament, QA, also Sydney Lament, Falling Down, Guilty of Sin, also Sydney Lament, Speed, Species, Jade, Dante's Peak, Devil's Advocate, U.S. Marshals, 13 Days. Jesus, this guy is a big time cinematographer. He's got money. And they also have one of the best composers who has ever composed uh, music. As part of U.S. Marshals, and that's Jerry Goldsmith. You said what's his name won something for Fugitive. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So you best supporting. Everybody actor. knew that this was going to be big. Yeah, there wasn't a question of if. It was yeah. a question of how big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone that saw the Fugitive was going to go see this because and Fugitive was huge. As long as he did his normal character. Yep. And this was not done too late after the Fugitive. That's the smart thing. If if you're in Hollywood and if you want to do a sequel, if you want to do a prequel, if you don't want to do anything. Do them quick. Don't wait on it. Yeah. Because like I like Wesley Snipes stuff, but you could have replaced him with someone else. And yeah. I would have enjoyed this movie you just have. as much. You could have easily. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Jerry Goldsmith as a composer. One of my favorite uh, composers. Is he one of your guys? He's he, one of your guys. He's one of my guys. He's not as good as uh, my favorite is the guy who did Aliens and uh, uh, Horn, James Horner. James Horner is my all-time favorite composer. I love him. I can spot James Horner's music in a split second if a movie's on, and I'm like, because he redoes a lot of stuff in his music, that I'm like, if you listen to Aliens and then yeah. listen to Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, you're like, this is clearly the same guy. <laughs> he uses it to some of the same like I mean, metallic it's, noises it's that he uses. It's kind of like a fingerprint, like musical yeah, taste. for sure. Like That's why Carpenter, I can pick Carpenter doing music up in a second. So... Uh, what's on here here okay so what's interesting about Jerry Goldsmith Jerry Goldsmith has done like 140 scores I just listed his Oscar nominated ones so this is just his Oscar nominated scores Planet of the Apes Patton Papillon Chinatown The Wind and the Lion The Omen Boys from Brazil Star Trek The Motion Picture Poltergeist Hoosiers Basic Instinct LA Confidential and Mulan and those are all just LA Oscar nominated really he, he's done another 
hundred that are huge too. So it's crazy. So they had a big, like very good crew. So if you're an aspiring crew, film industry, music or editing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Don't be a key grip. My my passion is lighting. Be offset, man. That's that's sit in a nice air conditioned room. Yeah. That's how I'd do it. So the details in the movie. The release date, March 6th, 1998, which is an interesting time to release the movie. March 6th is kind of one of those dead spots that usually people kind of avoid because it's it's right after Oscar season and it's right before the summer movies. So a lot of movies don't come out. But there's something to say I mean, about... If you come out with a good one and nothing yeah. else is out there, it's pure no competition. True. Like right now. Right now, they movies should be releasing yeah. because no one... Most people are not going to go see, unless you're a Marvel fan, you're not going to, like, we're talking today. Most people are still going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer because no one wants to go see Blue Beetle or Strays. And sometimes there's a marketing uh, strategy that if go with another movie because if people come out and see a good movie, they're going to say, oh, that was fun. We had a lot of fun. What yeah. else could we go see? There's also a... Uh, there's a thing in Hollywood where a lot of people talk about, do one for me, do one for them. You know, oh. a lot of actors do that. They were like, why did you do that crazy big budget movie? He says, that was the one I did for them. Now the next one is going to be for me. It'll be a low budget. I, uh, uh, ben Affleck's very famous for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did Reindeer Games. I made fucking $30 million on it. And then after that, I could do Gone Baby uh, or Gone Girl, or not Gone Girl, it was the other one that he did himself. Gone, baby, gone. Uh-huh. I think it was called. One yeah. of my favorite ones with him is when he goes over to Iran and get the. Oh, the Argo. Yeah, yeah. I saw in the theater. I don't Did think I've seen it since. Too? Yeah, he directed yeah, that. It yeah. was great. I'm surprised he just doesn't. People talk straight shit about up him, direct. and I get it. No, but he's good. Like I mean, Tainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the, the boiling, boiling point. Was that boiling? No, point? no, no. That was uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. He, he went right. in. To, oh, to that's do his right. Interviews. That's right. And he tried to get people to get. The high-level yeah. marketing company. That movie's too sappy for me to rewatch. It, it's got a lot It's got way of too sap. many callbacks. Yeah, it's got a lot of sap in it, though. Uh, so the details about the movie continuing after March 6, 98. Filming locations, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois. It shows. It looks like the South. Everyone's yeah. sweating their balls off. It, it looks hot. So the budget on the movie, uh, $60 million. What would your guess with the worldwide gross? Ooh. You think 80? it made money or lost money? Uh, you're going to tell me it lost money, but I'll say 80 Nope, it made money and it made 102 million, That's so good. almost close to doubling it. Now the trivia, I like the trivia. I like when we can get some good trivia on here. And uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. tried every drug known to man yeah. in this production. So Scott Baird was uh, the director was disappointed to find out that the prisoner transport planes were the same as regular planes. So he designed the plane seen in the film with feet restraints, the cage door, the mechanical locking system, and the open toilet. He designed all for this movie. Apparently, transport planes, just regular plane. Yeah. <laughs> but what he did with that plane was great. It, all those things really I mean, added to the cool stuff. Especially that bathroom scene. It was really yeah. cool. We'll talk about the, uh, that. The, those two scenes I mentioned we'll talk highly about. But Wesley Snipes hated filming the scenes in the water because he can't swim. Apparently, he, trust had, me. he had a big scene where he was like underwater for a little bit It'd of be time. Fine, trust me. I don't know, man. People who can't swim, they freak out. Like, well, e- he, even if it's water, you, here's can, stand, the funny you thing. can stand up, dude. I've been on boats before with people that didn't know how to swim, that Oof. didn't think anything was wrong. Wow. And I was like, you scared me more than the person that, that <laughs> yeah. was holding on tight, like better off, like uh, one crazy summer. Yeah, Remember, yeah, he was sure. sitting in the lifeboat on the way over in the ferry. <laughs> yeah. Nantucket's <laughs> an island. What, you think we're going to drive there? Uh, <laughs> so the production had to stop filming for several days towards the end of production because Robert way. Downey Jr. was just a no-show. He just didn't show up really? on the set, Ooh, yeah, which is a big thing. I'm sure he got fined for that. There's I no wonder way. what he did after this movie. 
whether they put him in the penalty box. I think he was. Did I continue with anything after? Uh, I might have just led us up to. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put what was I after the US Marshals. I bet he had to go indie for a few. Probably no. He was. He, he was kind of. In, he did a transformation, right? He's no drugs. Oh yeah. Like vegan lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Like does yoga. Iron, like the, that first Iron Man was big for him. Yeah. It was a big, big movie for him. Uh, so Samuel Jackson was originally cast in the Wesley Snipes role. Uh, and like you said, Samuel Jackson would have killed it in that role as mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes' role. Oh yeah, uh, when maybe a- not as athletic back then. Maybe back I then. Know. I mean, Wesley eight, Snipes, ninety-eight. He, well, I mean, Wesley Snipes a fucking physical dude. He for must sure. have played sports, college sports, or, yeah. or I mean, baseball. I mean, just for major league, he looked like he must he, have been a baseball he, player. I mean, he was he was lean and jacked. Yeah, but even before he was jacked, look, look at him in Major League, and then look at him in uh, in Blade. You're like, holy crap, that's when a body he, um, transformation right there. There's one scene later on. We'll talk about it. Uh, when asked about filming on location, Joey Pants said, when the studio sends you a basket of mosquito repellent, you know you're in for a tough one. <laughs> Did they send him a <laughs> yeah, basket? Apparently, that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the film... Oh, that's what be nice. This is what... This was what probably made Scott Baird go back to editing, this next trivia point. The film had 66 different locations. Holy shit. How many, what was the shooting schedule? More Who knows? Who knows? But 66 different locations? I mean, there has to be at least 66 days, right? You can't shoot no. yeah, multiple yeah. locations on a professional film. Oh, right? no, this is probably a four-month production, I would imagine. Most of those big budget, in three, the, four months. And mosquito-ridden. You, oh. you got you to gotta assume everybody's complaining about the shooting schedule. You oh, yeah. Sit in the swamp in the summertime in the south. Oh, they were in their trailers for the, most of it, I would imagine. Yeah, still. So... Robert Downey um, Jr. hated working on the film. He was quoted as saying, I'd rather wake, wake up in jail uh, for a TB test than have to wake up another morning knowing I had to go on the set of U.S. Marshals. Wow. Even to this day? So yeah, that? that was a recent quote, apparently. <laughs> so, and the last trivia here, to shoot the escape scene, the plane was submerged in a tank that holds 400,000 gallons of water. I mean, that's the most James Cameron thing I ever heard, uh, doing something like that. That's a crazy. It was a great scene. Worth it. They spent sure. a lot of money on that opening scene. I mean, it wasn't even really opening. It was more the... No, it was a little bit into it. Into it. Very similar. There was a lot of notes that completely followed the same line as... The guy the who wrote it the same... Uh, I don't think it's so. Is the Fugitive? No, no, I, because I didn't mention The Fugitive in his list. So, yeah, it had to have been a different writer. I'm not sure who the writer of Fugitive was. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk the film here, man. Like you said, he was he, he only got caught because of that one stupid accident, you know? And it wasn't even his fault. I wonder how often that is the, the case. You know, if I mean, you have a warrant out if, for your arrest, you, you ever a, see someone get in an accident and they flee like a motherfucker? Or you if can you're guarantee they got protection. a warrant. I mean, you yeah. have a new identity. Hospital. That's run, true. You do something, you die. Cops are like, we have this guy in the system is such and such. For sure. So he he gets, now it's the time where obviously it's similar to The Fugitive where instead of being transferred on the bus that goes to the train, onto the train tracks, we have the plane that ends up in the water. That stuff on the plane is awesome. Mm-hmm. So like I said, they they show everyone hooked up to the, uh, the chains. They have this one... Asian dude who keeps looking back at Wesley Snipes. You're not sure what the hell is going on. Why is Wesley, uh, this guy looking back at Wesley Snipes? But you know something is going on. He's doing something shady. He asked to go to the bathroom. They bring him to back to this like open, in the back of the plane, there's this like uh, cage where you can go into, and you, no privacy, but prisoners are kind of used to that thing. But he's got a little bit of privacy because he's, he's taking something out of his pants while he's pretending to go to the bathroom on the toilet. And what it is, it's like a... Uh, 
was it like a zip gun or something or is it like uh it's something like yeah. that Pending. so when he gets back to his uh uh when he gets back to his seat he ends up attacking uh wesley snipes and it blows a massive hole in the airplane <laughs> mess wesley grabs the guy's arm because wesley kind of knew it was going to happen and lifts his arm up and it just blows sucks a hole right, right above him and it sucked that guy right out and then everyone now the plane is going down and people are freaking out and they have to and it goes right down into that water and submerges like upside down that happened water. in real life over hawaii flight to hawaii went it hole landed the water in the plane and the flight attendant got sucked out wow and the plane landed wow and they're laying upside down in the water, though. No. That was what was like crazy about it, too. So they un- had to unlock all these prisoners, and the prisoners are just, you know, it, it's like a free for all after that. They're trying to get the prisoners out and everything, and they lost Wesley Snipes, very similar to The Fugitive, but it works. And this is when Gerard comes in to the scene. <laughs> I mean, he. You get the presence right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, and he does almost the same thing, like where he's watching the local cop yeah. trying okay. to control this thing. Uh-huh. And he, he's like, the, We're gonna have a, a, a five mile, mile a five mile radius and he's like under his breath, he's like twenty. He's like, What? And the, the guy's like really willing to have him. You can can you can you help me out here? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, like the other like the first time I think the first time he did it, they in front of the train. Yeah, it's he, not as it's he's different. Like, I'm it's taking different over your enough. investigation. He's but, like, on whose authority? He's like the governor, yeah. this person. Yeah. I mean he He's in charge when he yeah, shows up. For sure. And he, he says, we got a fugitive. This guy is not yep. lost and everything. And he calls his team in. I mean, and, there's got to be that dude out there. Yeah. That, oh, for sure. That, for sure. And the U.S. Marshals, this is what they do. They do prisoner transfer. They do prisoner recapture. That type of deal. Uh, so he calls his team back in. Joey Pants and Daniel Roebuck and all, all the team show up and everything. And, and now it's on. You know, and, but the problem is, is the FBI wants to bring one of their own, or the CIA wants to bring one of their own guys in, and they bring Robert Downey Jr. Well, should we set up what, what they're chasing him for first? Sure, go ahead. Um, they find out he's on a fugitive warrant for having killed two officers that the FBI... At the FBI, because Robert Downey was Jr. The CIA was, or FBI, whatever seat, whatever Robert Downey Jr. was, I think yeah. he was Department of Justice. Okay, but I those were his colleagues that died, mm-hmm. so they had a special interest in seeing. I always thought that was shady that they'd send one of their own guys. It's like, why wouldn't he just kill this guy the first time he saw him? He killed my friend, yeah, killed my yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but he didn't want to get caught doing it. And I mean, spoiler alert: Robert Downey Jr. is dirty. In this he, movie, he's super. They dirty. hit it pretty well. They did hit it. They did hide it pretty well, and he he went along with it. And then you were like, "All right, he just wants to make sure that his friends get retribution, and he gets in here." But he's really just trying to take out Wesley Snipes because Wesley Snipes was involved in something that they were not even supposed to be dealing yeah. with. They had that whole scene where we got his fingerprints and everything, and then they saw the video halfway through the movie where Wesley Snipes in that video is wearing gloves. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, you had his fingerprints. Why don't you tell us the real fucking story here?" Yeah. And that's basically what they did. I mean, it's the same premise. Gerard uh, gets thrown into a situation where he's chasing somebody that starts doing things that don't look like a guilty person would do. Yeah. Like, he's traveling back to D.C. What is he doing that for? Yeah. And Wesley Snipes has help from his girlfriend, who who still thinks he's a decent... actress? Was she in the red or blue or white movies? Maybe, but I didn't find her in in a major stuff, so I didn't list her in the movie. I probably should have listed her name at least. Uh, Because she was kind of a major player in the movie, and she helped Wesley Snipes. uh, And 
it, like I said, it all comes down to the cemetery scene is a, is a big scene. They've, they've realized that Wesley Snipes is, is gone to the cemetery and they all kind of go there. And it's like, they didn't, they weren't following him when he went there. They were following the bag man. That's right. The bag man was, went there and dropped the bag off and then they were like, let him go. Let's see who comes and, and picks they also, it up. There was a funeral going on, and there was a funeral procession going into the cemetery, and they also noticed one of the main FBI guys that was working with Robert yeah. Downey Jr. is in the row of cars. Yeah. And they were like, why the fuck is he here? All right, something yeah. really shady yeah. is going on here. And it, it all comes to a head at that uh, at that uh, cemetery. Yeah, that, Great chase that scene, that in and out. Um, spy, mm-hmm. he had killed the person right. at the building and had... Walked by He's Gerard great. and them. He was the guy from I didn't list him either, but he was the guy from Falling Down that was worked at the Korean uh, okay. convenience store, and yeah, he's yeah. eighty five cents. He says that didn't give me enough for the phone call. Hey, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, he was the <laughs> sniper in this movie. It was great, uh, but all the team was kind of broken up. Like you had Gerard was with the kid Joey with Pants the pony was stuck at traffic. Joey, <laughs> Joey Pants was with Robert Downey Jr. and everything. When I rewatched it, I was like, I know that Robert Downey. Junior killed one of Gerard's guys, but I couldn't remember who it was. So I was like, "Was it Joey Pants? Did Joey Pants die in this?" And it wasn't. It was the guy with the. Uh, and that comes up shortly after the scene because when Wesley Snipes fleed from the cemetery, he goes to this apartment complex. If you rewatch that scene of him fleeing, it looks like he's running down the first baseline in Major League. Like he's <laughs> flying, like for serious. Yeah. I was like. He is running in dress shoes as fast as he can. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, I love the stuff at the apartment complex when he busts into the apartment complex. They're going into, like, just residence houses and everything. And Robert Downey Jr. gets the drop on Wesley Snipes and is about to shoot him in the head when when that one guy that had the ponytail comes in. And Robert Downey Jr. doesn't even... Uh, Take a second. Yeah. He just turns the gun and shoots that guy in the chest yeah. and everything. And then Wesley Snipes, he turns around. Wesley Snipes had jumped out of the building and went up to the roof. One of the We're, craziest James Bond. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's almost like Jason Bourne-esque in a couple of yeah. these things. Yeah, like that's a good he comparison. that wall, he, he went over that wall oh, quick yeah. one time. But, but he goes up onto the thing, and it was very reminiscent once again. did that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was back when people were doing those types of stunts. But it was also very reminiscent to the waterfall scene in The Fugitive, where Gerard gets to the top of the building, Wesley Snipes is on the edge, he's pointing the gun at him, and he's like, you get down on your knees right now. It looks like Wesley Snipes jumps on that train. It does. Yeah, I don't know if he did or not. I don't know if they cut to the back of him last minute, and he jumped on, and then he sits down in the Indian's position. So what he did is he he, he pulls like a, a Tarzan or, or like a Pee Wee Herman <laughs> from Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he, he grabs onto that thing and swings over to another building that's closer to the train tracks and then jumps on top of the L train and, and is just riding. He, he like... like uh, sits all like uh, Indian, Indian style, style yeah. uh, on top of that train and everything and is basically looking at Gerard and Gerard, Gerard can't just believe. thinks he, can't... he killed his team member yeah. too. So yeah. it's like he's not... And Gerard's not afraid to shoot. One thing in The Fugitive yeah. is when Harrison Ford is running out of the hospital and oh, yeah, yeah. triggers the alarm and the, the door is shutting. The no, the... No, we can remember he went and visited the prisoner. Oh, the prisoner, yeah. 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 And he slid out and he got his foot caught in the door. Yeah. Gerard takes six shots. Oh at yeah, him. would have been right in Harrison Ford's head. Why did you shoot his crazy. foot? His foot yeah, was it was a there. crazy scene because you were realized, oh, this is how far he'll go. Yeah, uh, to do so it. So you knew he was a shooter, already. and he was good friends with this guy that died. So he was not happy about this. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. just played it off. The um, a bit of good acting is the guy that was on the ground that got shot. Um, Robert Downey Jr. kneeled down to like 
give him comfort or care. Yeah. And he like looked at him like he was oh, frightened yeah. to death. Like he did a good job of. He, he did. I and, wish he could have got a Gerard couple didn't words pick out. up on it, yeah. and he couldn't. He couldn't say anything. God, I would at least point point that Robert Downey Jr. Well, they, or they did that same sort of thing in The Fugitive when Harrison Ford was walking in, and they were bringing the wounded. Yeah, person yeah, from the he, thing, yeah, yeah. and he started to say something, and and he put the oxygen mask over yeah. his mouth. He's like, he's got a he's got a wound in his left abdominal. Like, How could he tell that from looking at yeah. his face? <laughs> uh, and this all goes down to a great scene. Well, they bring that guy to the hospital, and he's got like a police escort outside the door, and Robert Downey Jr. is also sitting out there. And does uh, he live? Who's this? Robert Downey Jr. No, the guy he shot is dead. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, okay. yeah. And because Robert Downey Jr. is outside the door because he knows he has to go in there and kill that guy at some point because he doesn't want him to recover and, and blow his cover that he's the one who shot him. But then Gerard does a smart thing where he asks for Robert Downey Jr.'s gun. Yeah. Because in the beginning he had said he wasn't using the right gun. Yeah. He needed a different gun. And when he hands him the gun, it's the same gun Gerard has. And he's like, oh, I, you know, you're kind of my mentor. I went and bought the same gun you yeah. have and everything. And, he, and then Robert... Uh, and you saw him do something. You saw Gerard actually do something to the gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you, it's customary when you someone hands you a gun, you pull the clip, yeah. and you take the bullet out of the chamber. And what happens is he just sends the same it with gun. An empty clip. He switched it with an empty clip that he used at the cemetery, and he puts it in the gun and everything. So, towards the end, when Robert Downey Jr. is basically state of grace did the same thing. It was great. That's right. They did do it in state of grace. So I, I love it. It was one of the most. Uh, rewarding scenes of the movie when Robert Downey Jr. gets the uh, drop on Gerard and he pulls out his gun and he was about to fire and then he realizes, ah, yeah. Did he, he fired and clicked, right? Fired and it clicked. It fired and clicked and then Robert, and then he's like, you better take me in and he he had a second backup piece. Yep. So he went, so uh, Snipes dives out of the bed to like knock him off his balance and then Gerard. Gerard gets him. Gets there, Robert Downey Jr., man. Yeah. It was great. It was What was great about it is we had never seen Robert Downey Jr. play that type of role until then. So it was brilliant. It's not like they put Michael Ironside in there and you're like, oh, I wonder who, who wonder the bad guy is in this. Uh, and I love Michael Ironside. Have you seen Michael Ironside lately? Gained uh-huh. 100 pounds, but he's still doing fantastic shit. He was in that Dope Sick uh, movie. Uh, not Dope Sick. The one about the... Uh, that that woman who uh, falsified her results. That just uh, the Therion is it Therion Therion? Oh, uh, Thanos. Uh, not Thanos. Uh, it's uh, what do you call it? It's that drug that she yeah, falsified. Mm-hmm. Said it worked. It didn't. No, it was a machine to take blood tests. That's right. To analyze. Michael Ironside Theranos. played Theranos. like this cowboy. Yeah, he had big cowboy hat, and you would watch the whole movie and not realize it was Michael Ironside. He, he's probably three hundred pounds now, but he was great in that thing. And I was like, oh, Michael Ironside still has it, man. I, I hope he. That looked- movie would annoy me. Oh, I, I don't know. like when... Like she was the, great in it, too. Amanda sure. Siegfried was really, really the, good. Uh, the, the Sam Bankman-Fried dude. Who's that one? He just got arrested for Ponzi scheme. Oh, okay. Um, him and his girlfriend. Yeah, that, that stuff does like, bother you. <laughs> with a F, F... Like, with... Um, what are they? Cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it, he used to go and spend, like... The guy that had the fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. He, he would just take private jets to go get Wendy's or do yeah. some crazy shit. Yeah, and he was just stealing other people's yeah, money. Yeah, he just didn't whole, think it was going to catch up with them. And yeah. when it did, he was... And he yeah, just yeah. got out of control. Money that makes you do crazy shit. Oh, man. But, yeah, this was a great movie. Was it as good as Fugitive? No, but... Uh, you but didn't it have was, Harrison but it was, Ford. Yeah. I mean, those were two heavyweights. Uh, I mean, what's That was lightning in a bottle with that movie. Um, 
Wesley Snipes is fine. He, he oh, was yeah. good in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. It did, he, I would list this as one of his top five yeah, movies. He's really super good. good in this movie. I would list this as one of Robert Downey Jr.'s top five. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big Robert yeah, Downey Jr. fan. But if fan, you put Harrison Ford in a movie, that's a, oh, yeah. that's a game changer. Yeah. For those he, two to He's the everyman. Everyone loves Harrison Ford. Mom just watched, and I need to rewatch it because I've only watched it once, but I sent it down to mom. When I, I send mom like 20 DVDs and she watches them and sends them back. I've been killing it with the movie she watched. Let me pull up the movie she just watched. What's the watched. Amish one? Was he Nina? Arm, Amish? Oh, Witness. Witness. Yeah, Witness was great. But uh, I, my mom's like, man, you've been killing it with these movies you let me. I loved every single one of them. And she she just watched 42, which okay, was the, the Jackie Robinson, yeah. the Jackie Robinson with uh, Bozeman, Chadwick oh. Bozeman was in it. She said she watched half the movie not realizing Harrison Ford was the the manager of the team. Oh, really? He did look old. I don't it. think I saw it. Oh, it's so good, dude. If you like, and everyone loves a good baseball movie, yeah. movie, 42 is really good. But I lent her, uh, she rewatched 42, loved it, Night Shift, loved it, Glengarry Glen Ross, Joe, Patriot's Day, Magic, Megan, and Enough Said, you know what three I did? of the movies that I lent her. You know what I or did for the first the time in years and years and years and years and Ooh, years? What's that? Watch the Red Sox game. Oh, nice. That new pitch clock? I don't even know there they was a new, new pitch clock. clock. You well, what's different? There's no pitch clock before. Oh, okay. They, they could go walk around the mound. Oh, there's a time there limit. Look, oh, so there's a time up. limit? They have to throw that pitch in the in the games. How, are, how I, much time? Uh, it's not much. Like it, 60 seconds? No, like 18 seconds. What? or like oh, They wow. throw the ball back and the count clock goes off as soon as you catches it from the catcher. What about if he's trying to pick somebody off? Does it start back up? It starts back up if you throw over there. Okay. Or if you fake the throw over so you just it's, it's kind of like yeah you get they would just sit there and like look at oh, the ball yeah, yeah. wave off signs, games probably go quicker signs. now that's why they did it yeah and it's so much nicer to watch interesting like, I haven't watched a baseball th- game that's in a the while. problem with baseball I got into it when I was in my undergrad because I was doing stuff yeah we both had, had MLB on. TV yeah it was great yeah I loved it I watched, that year I watched a shitload of baseball I mean the Red Sox sucked when we grew up yeah they had I mean, a history. Yeah, they had history, but they they were still they, they weren't great. They they weren't as bad as the Patriots were. The Patriots really sucked. Other than the Patriots one Super Bowl, really sucked, they yeah. they've always sucked until kind of Refrigerator Perry until ran, Brady. A tu- ran a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that tell you all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who Refrigerator Perry is, he's like four hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean you can't really stop he, that. He shouldn't be running touchdowns, and that's for he sure. shouldn't be running. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So that's U.S. Marshals, man. U.S. Marshals is a fun movie. Fun right now, you can movie. get them both on Tubi. Fugitive yes. and U.S. Marshals. Check together. them both out, man. Because you can watch them back to back and they're just as great. Yeah. Fugitive is a 10. U.S. Marshals is an 8.5, probably. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed with either of them. You're really going to wish they made more with Gerard. Uh, they really missed the boat with that. I, we could mention 10 movies or 30 I mean, the, movies. Some of the physical stuff that, that uh, Wesley Snipes does is way different than the first movie. Yeah. Like, they really could do another Gerard right now and just have him training somebody else. Yeah. You know, just be a higher up, be the smart guy. If they can make uh, Harrison Ford in an Indiana Jones movie now, they can certainly put Tommy Lee Jones in a Gerard movie. Another great Tommy Lee Jones movie, which is very reminiscent in my mind to these two movies, was The Hunted with yep. uh, Benicio. Really great movie. A lot of people sleep on that movie too. I loved it with that knife fight at the end. Oh, that was a great movie. I loved the uh, the hunted. I don't talk. No one talks about I, that movie. Every once in a while, I'll think about it and I'll say, "Oh, I want to watch that movie." Yeah, and then I can't find it. That great scene where the the truck uh, 
falls over while it's driving and Jack Noseworthy pulls that gun on me. Drop it, drop it now. I love that, man. I love that. It gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Uh, another thing I'm watching right now before uh, we wrap this up, and I'm loving it so far, and I heard a lot of people talking about it, was the miniseries Storm of the Century, the Stephen King uh, movie about it's it's very kind of needful things a storm is coming into Maine and a mysterious figure shows up and just happens to know everything about everyone and he might be the devil I don't know I haven't worked my way through it and everything but it stars Tim it's Daly from Wings and, and so far it is a very Stephen King and is a very Maine type of movie and I'm loving it uh, it it's weird because a lot of Which those miniseries is he the one that remade um, Psycho oh no you mean The Shining they did a remake with one that of those. That was, no, that was Vince Vaughn who remade Psycho. Tim Daly, Wings, is what I know him from, and he's the sister he of... He did something else. He did a movie that was... Well, Steven Weber did The Shining. Shining. He, okay. he was, he played the Jack Torrance, because when you think Jack Torrance, you got to think Steven Weber. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they didn't wait to make uh, that movie, just yeah. so that he could be there. It's so, so ridiculous. Uh yeah, Storm of the Century. So maybe I'll talk about that when uh, I'll probably have finished that by the time I do the pod with Justin. So I'll let everyone know how that turns out. But it was one of those movies that I heard through the grapevine that people were talking about. I think I was I was listening to it and people I mean, were it's saying Stephen King. Yeah, but he he's got it's some hit and miss. But he's got can, some misses. But you can see it, the more he is involved in a project, the better it's going to be. He's not the problem though. The problem is casting TV actors. They always cast TV actors. And it, it was good with it, you know. Cheaper, they're way cheaper. And but Langoliers, I rewatched Langoliers. Ooh, that's a rough one. Watchable. It's not. It's watchable, but it's 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 rough. It's very rough. When Bronson Pinchot's the bad guy, and you're like, and the effects are so cheesy, you're like, oh my god. I mean, god. if you go back and watch it, now yeah. it still holds up. In it my holds opinion. up. But it does. I, they're still all TV actors to me. They like are. The kids blew them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the kids. I agree. I agree with that. Jonathan Brandes was one of the main kids. Yeah, yeah. they totally. Uh, having blew some, away. having the lady from was it Night Court? Was she in there? No, it was John Ritter, Maggie Harry Post. Anderson, Tim Reed. I mean, there was a lot of John Boy. Oh, John Boy. John Boy. That was what killed it. I was like, John Boy. Seriously, yeah. gonna put John Boy in the main role in this fucking movie? And the guy from. License to Drive. If Tim Curry wasn't in that miniseries, it would not have been as good. Tim Curry was great. Tim Curry ruled that. We just rewatched Clue because my wife's doing something with and her you got students. A letter and you got a letter? And you got yeah, a letter. my wife's doing something with the students, like Clue themed. And so she wanted to rewatch the movie and I watched it and I was like, I'll watch the Clue. The craziest all day long. thing, only a few things blew my mind. And the fact that not only was that French. Uh, oh yeah, yeah! Not only was Colleen she wasn't Camp? French, it yeah. was the girl from Lethal Weapon, uh, right? She the, was the no, she was uh, she was a psychologist or something. No, in, she, that wasn't her. That's the mom from Goonies. You're okay. thinking of, but she had she played moms in everything. She was a mom in Daryl. She she was if you look her up because she made a shift. You wouldn't even think that she could ever root, no. be that other I, person I, ever I, in a million years. I, and I'm not knocking her looks or anything that she. She, she just she looks just, like a different person. She became a mom, and she just yeah. has that mom physique now, you know, that most Midwestern moms have. She nailed the accent, too. Oh, she did. I pulled a picture up of her. I was like, this is Colleen Camp. Can you believe it? <laughs> because yeah. I watched a movie where she did like 10 years before Clue, and she played like a, it was called like Death Game, I think it was called, and it was her and Sandra Locke played a couple like femme fatales in it, and uh, oh, she was gorgeous in it. But yeah, I love Clue. But we got some exciting stuff coming up soon. If you want to stick with us, me and Justin, I think we're uh, 
Uh, we've got a couple coming up, and me and Justin are going to do the super with Joe Pesci oh, yeah. as a slumlord forced to live in his own uh, apartment complex that just came to Tubi, and I watched it, and I forgot how fun it was, man. It was just, it wasn't a fantastic movie, but my God, it was so much fun. And he's so funny, man. This was right after, like, Home Alone 2, and he still had that just, he never looked as short in his life as he did in the super because he was next to all those tall uh, guys in that movie. It, was it really wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until... Not Casino. What's the one before that? Goodfellas? It wasn't until then that you he had any kind of like dread when oh, you yeah. saw him on screen. Oh, man. Before, it was he was just a... My co- he was from my cousin Vinny. Like, yeah, that's yeah. That's how I'd always... Oh, for sure. Happy, good luck. Or Easy Money. Good. You know, you think or, of him yeah, in Easy Money and like stuff the, like that. Casino. I'm mean, Arguably, Casino is even more vicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. Casino. I haven't watched Casino <clears> in a while. I should rewatch. Uh, I've seen Goodfellas recently, but I haven't seen Goodfe- uh, Casino in a while, and I love Goodfellas. Or Casino. Sorry. Did it again. Have you ever, did you ever get to see The Irishman? Yes. Oh, so good. I rewatched it somewhat recently. I, I want to see it again. Oh, it, it gets even better the second time you watch it because you forget all the stuff in it. You're like, oh my God, it's so good. These guys are so awesome. It, it might go down as one of my top five Scorsese films. Hmm. So that's why I'm super excited about this new, uh, because a lot, Scorsese's old. He doesn't have that many more movies in him. Yeah. So this new Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm, I'm really hoping he kills in it. The sand drinking a frosty beverage. I mean, that's what I would be doing for sure. So, <laughs> all right. If you want to get a hold of us, best Don't. way probably to get a hold of us is through Facebook. You can communicate with me and Justin. Check out the pictures we drop every week, or uh, through email, films at gmail.com or you just leave us a like or a comment on uh, our episodes on iTunes or SoundCloud. Let us know what you think of U.S. Marshals. I'm sure there's people out there. There's got to be one person out there that likes it more than the Fugitive. But I, uh, I mean, if you're a Wesley Snipes fan, I guess if you I love guess. Wesley Snipes, yeah, if you like Wesley Snipes. He's good in this movie so why not this one be better this than one would probably, probably be like, better Who's the, you. you mean that old guy from the indie movie I gotta assume there's not have you ever heard somebody say ah, I can't stand that Harrison Ford I just it's, <laughs> no I never heard anyone say that I, I hear it all it's funny like a lot of these advertisements online it'll it'll be like if you can name these 10 actors you're a genius oh Jesus and they'll show like Patrick Swayze and I was like man there are people that probably have no idea yeah. who he yeah. is yeah young it's people crazy. watching movies man like hey. what they're into and who they like and like yeah if it's not Timothy Chalamet they don't have yeah. to know who the fuck yeah. it is and I, that, not knocking that, Timothy that Chalamet okay. I, I like him I, I he's like great him. in Dune but you know yeah put the time in I just recently watched the trailer for the he's he plays um, Willy Wonka Wonka yeah yeah the trailer's interesting because it's a prequel. It's not a reboot like of the movie. It's what got what him the, be doing. It's what got him the chocolate factory and how he found the Oompa Loompas. I was like, well, that's good. I can get behind that. I just don't want you to redo Willy Wonka again. I mean, they well, already the fucked it up. Shot for shot. Remake? What's that? Ah, uh, Psycho. 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 Shot for shot. Shot for shot. Yeah. Like Luke. Gus Van Zandt. Whatever happened to that guy? Gus Van Zandt's gone. He did Elephant. People are like, he did Elephant and that Jerry. And people are like, all right. Gus Van Zandt's up his it. own ass. I, I liked love, it. I love both those movies. But it, it, they are a little different than uh, what you're used to seeing Gus Van Zandt. Did he like. do the one with Goodwill Hunting. Did he do the one where the samurai, uh, what's his name? Tom did, Cruise? No. Samurai movie? Uh-uh. He was friends with the guy that ran the ice cream truck, and they didn't speak the same language. Oh no, that was Jim Jarmusch. Oh, yeah, I love that same, movie. Another weird. Well, uh, the Way of the Dog. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog. Way of the Samurai. Love that movie, man. We've I think we've talked about it several times. I'm not sure if we ever it never did a whole episode. Yeah, man, I have to look into that, man. I love that movie. A lot of people have not seen that movie too. We got lucky in the '90s where we watched everything. He's probably a TV actor to most people now, right? Yeah. For us, Whitaker. Uh, 
Maybe. No, well, he's in the Star Wars universe now. Oh, is he? Because he plays Saw Gerrera in uh, uh, Rogue One, and then he was in one of the series, too. So It's weird. I always like Forrest Whitaker. Just like everybody's waiting to either get picked up by Marvel or picked up by... They shouldn't, man. I, I As much as I love like, Marvel and all these big tent uh, pole uh, movies, it kind of it, it takes you away from could, doing if, good movies. If you're like at the table at your house, and you're, you're talking to your wife, and you're like, I could do this one movie. I, I get never it. never have to do a movie yep. again. Like, remember all the struggling and well, that's what I'm con- roles to come along. How do you say no? Well, that's what I'm concerned. And he, there's no way these directors I'm about to mention have not fielded offers. Every time I see a really good uh, director like Ari Aster or uh, Robert Edgers, who did The Witch and the uh, the Lighthouse, I'm like, they're gonna try to snag these directors mm-hmm. to do those movies, and yeah. then they will never go back and do those low budget movies Why again. It's like the guy who did The Prisoners. Yeah. That Prisoners movie was incredible, but now he's huge and he's doing like movies for other people. And I was like, ah, go back and do your own little movies, man. All right, that was my little rant there. But we got some exciting stuff coming up, so be sure to tune in to hear me and Justin kind of geek out about the the super, and then me and Dave will be back with something exciting uh, in the next couple weeks also. So, till then, see you. Bye. Which one of you knows the most about this terrain? All right, which one of you is the ugliest, most inbred country son of a bitch out here? You come with me.